I hope that you are ready. We are already up over a thousand, and uh, I think we'll see that number jump up even more. Uh, such a cool thing. We are. Uh, this never happens, but uh, we, we're done like early uh, from the leadership call, which means that we should be able to get started with this right at 8:30. Uh, so this just gives you some time to. Um, uh, get some stuff ready. I will tell you this, and I see that now we are also streaming live on Facebook. So I know that many of you uh, are watching live on Zoom. We're up at uh, almost 1,700 of us are on Zoom, and uh, many more are streaming on Facebook Live. And uh, I'm going to wait here two more minutes uh, to give people time, and I see the chat just blowing up. Uh, make sure you let us know uh, where it is that you are coming from. And uh, uh, it's going to be tough to, to see all these, but man, if you have a win that happened this week in your business, uh, go ahead and share that. We, we love celebrating wins with you. If you brought on some clients or signed up a coach or brought on your first senior coach or whatever, uh, go ahead and let us know that. Put a couple of, uh, maybe one thing that happened in your business this week uh, that, show, that, that really just made this week a great week for you. Go ahead and put that in the chat. That would be something that we would love to see. Uh, I see it's the chat's moving so fast that I cannot even read it, but uh, love it. So if I have not got the chance to meet you, uh, hello, I'm Corey, and I look forward to spending the next 30 minutes or so with you uh, talking and helping you move your life and your business forward. Uh, to those of you that are joining us on Facebook Live, we're so glad that you're here with us as well love that we have technological advances to help us have multiple ways to view this. Um, so whether you're watching this right now live or you're checking it out on the recording, uh, we're glad to have you. And I will tell you that for me, uh, I've been doing this for about five years. Um, I see somebody from Reno. I love Reno, Nevada. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I've been doing this for about five years and I cannot point to one thing that has been more critical to our business moving forward uh, than being on trainings every single week. Uh, when I first started coaching, we had this thing called the A-Team call on Saturday morning that I would log into every single week. Um, and so we have lots of opportunities and I truly hope that you take advantage of those. Uh, so uh, really, really great stuff. All right, so we are recording and we are ready. We are streaming and this is what I'm gonna ask of you. Uh, for the next 30 minutes or so, that you, you just stick with me. Uh, we're going to go through some stuff that I really hope is going to help you a whole lot. Uh, if you don't um, have a pen and paper, I, I highly recommend getting some uh, quickly. Uh, if not, phones are great to take notes on. Um, and we just really want to uh, be able to help you to, to take away. I know some of you are driving and you're just kind of listening in. But today, we are going to be talking about the concept of rethinking rejection. And uh, if you don't understand exactly what that means, it's okay. Uh, throughout this process, we're going to weave this in. And let me also say welcome to those of you who are jumping on a call like this for the first time. Uh, right now, you are one of 2,200 and some coaches on this Zoom or live. We probably got 3,000 plus coaches that are watching this live, a ton that are watching this on recording. Um, 
And I just want to say congratulations to you for being on a call like this. Uh, I know that we have a tendency as people to be a little bit overwhelmed by the potential and the reality of beginning something new. And as you begin to start something new, you walk forward with so much excitement. I've never in my life talked to somebody that buys a coaching kit intending to fail. I've never in my life talked to a coach that buys a coaching kit intending to not do anything with it. Everybody that buys a coaching kit is excited and they're a little bit nervous and they just want to help people and they just want to move their life forward. And then some things get in the way and we're going to talk about some of that um, a little bit. So let me just say this, that for every coach, um, any coach that starts, one of the things that I truly believe is that every single coach, when you buy your coaching kit for $199, you have something in common with every coach that's ever coached. And we all have two things in common. And those two things are all of us have a why and all of us have a concept. Now, some of us have multiple whys, some of us have multiple concepts, but it's like the, it's like the, the two angels on your shoulders. One's wearing a white with a harp and the other one's got red on with the, um, with the pitchfork. And our, and our why is telling us all the things we want and it's telling us all the things that we can do and it's telling us all the people that we can impact and then we have a concept that is telling us all the reasons why we shouldn't, right? Another way to look at it is this. If you're a new coach or you've been coaching for a while, you have something that is driving you to action, a life that you're chasing, something that you're desiring, and we all have things that keep us from action, right? You have something that's driving you and something that's keeping you. It would be a really good idea as a brand new coach to figure out what those things are. If you don't know what your concepts are, it's really easy to figure them out. You wanna know how? Here you go. If you ask the question and someone says to you, do you want to grow your business? And you say, yes, but whatever comes after the but is your concept. Okay, yes, but everyone already is doing the program. Well, that's certainly not true. Maybe you have a scarcity mindset. Yes, but no, nobody can afford it. Well, you might think that the program's too expensive. It's not, and maybe you're projecting that, right? Yes, but I just don't have the time. You think it takes too much time. So whatever comes after the but, one T, whatever comes after the but is your concept and what we've got to figure out is what is the why, that voice that we're going to listen to that is going to propel us into action that this voice is going to outweigh this one. See, I, I will tell you this, and I've said this before, your problem is not that you hear voices in your head. Your problem is that you're listening to the wrong one. Okay, the problem is not that you hear voices. The problem is that you're listening to the wrong voice. There's a lot of us 
that have been listening to the wrong voice for a long time and we are allowing our life to be ran by our concepts instead of being run by your wise. And I will just tell you that if you are listening to your concepts, you know what that makes you? Incredibly normal. So if you are someone that has been finding yourself just kind of moving along and, and not really achieving the life that you want, I will tell you that you are someone that is 1 million percent in control of your life and in, of your business and of your destiny. So one thing that I've learned is this, is that if you are finding yourself on calls with clients that are uh, just for whatever reason, uh, not jumping forward and, and it kind of gets to a point when, when we start to come across as, as a little desperate, like when this person, and I know for, you know, for some of us, it's like, man, we want, some of you want your business to grow so badly. You want to help people so badly. You want to change your life so badly. You want to move your income forward so badly. And you want it sometimes so much more than the person that you're talking to. And what can happen is that we can come across as desperate. And I will tell you this, that desperation is not attractional. We are trying to figure out how to be attractional so that we can be beacons of light that people in our spheres of influence and even that don't know us will flock to us because they believe that we have the answer, all right? But if you are coming across as someone that is desperate, as someone that is needy, as someone that is trying to sell something, as someone that is trying to pitch something, can I tell you, Facebook is not lacking in the pitching industry. There is no shortage of people that are pitching crap on Facebook. All right? What people are looking for is true and authentic and genuine transformation. They are not looking for you to be perfect. They are not looking for a perfect health assessment. They are not looking for a perfect Facebook live. They are looking for the real vulnerable you. And I will tell you that the people that tend to grow the quickest in this business are the ones that are comfortable being not perfect. And they're comfortable not pressing record 27 times on a Facebook live because they have to get every word perfect and they messed up a word and they mispronounced it. You know what? Be comfortable with your imperfections. And do you know why? Because there are people that are watching that live that don't want to reach out to you because of your perfect Facebook live. They want to reach out to you because they can relate to you. And there is nothing that makes people relate to others more than someone who's willing to embrace their failures, embrace their mistakes, and just live their life. All right? So let's look forward and let's make sure that we, as we share program, and as we talk on Facebook, and as we project the image that we're trying to project, that we do not become people that project desperation, that we do not project that I need you to do this. I need you to do this program. I need you to reorder. I need you. You know, if you have a, a, a moment in your life that, that you're kind of gut sinks when you get an email of a canceled premiere, that, that probably tells you something. And it may be that, that you're so desperate for volume 
that you're forgetting to understand what's happening in the life of that person that pressed cancel on that premiere. Okay. So what we're going to talk about is what it means to rethink wins. All right. Rethinking wins. Now I will tell you this, you know, I love the title of rethinking rejection, but I, I don't want to project negativity because I do know that there are some of you out there now, your business is freaking rocking right now. I don't know if I can say freaking on this thing, but I just did. So, um, your business is rocking. Like, there are people coming out. There are just people coming out of the woodworks, um, and, and it's going great. So, I, I certainly do not want to project uh, any sort of uh, negativity. But I, but I will say that I think there is this fear of, of rejection um, that keeps a lot of us from moving forward and um, we're gonna look at that and we're gonna change and talk about what it means to, instead of being afraid of rejection, to actually start to embrace it and what that means and truly learning how to rethink what a win is. You know, sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to succeed and could it be that we are bringing a false reality of what true success really and truly is, right? What if I did this? What if I challenged you this week to find five people that are not yet ready to sign up for program? I, I'm not asking you and you do what you want. You know, you're not doing any of this for me. You're doing it for you. I'm not asking you to go find five people that are ready. Do you think that it could be possible for you to go out and find five people that are not yet ready? Right? Can you do that? Some of you are like, man, I could do that in spades. I could find a, I could find a thousand people that aren't ready. Good. Okay? So, I was reading a book this week and I jotted this down quickly. I hope you can read this. Uh, but I was reading a book that was talking about this concept of a uh, failure and, and why some people have a tough time with this. And here's why. All right. So we've got me in the middle. Okay. And what we teach ourselves is that we want to move our life and our business closer to what we define success to be. And it stands to reason that the farther or closer that we get to success, the farther we move away from failure. In other words, failure is the obstacle towards what we really want, which is success. What if that's not the way it worked at all, but what if, the way to get to success, there's you, there's failure, and there's success. What if failure was not you moving away from success? What if failure was you moving closer to success? What if talking to someone that isn't ready 
wasn't proof that your business is not going well? What if talking to someone who is not ready is actually proof that your business is going well? What if it was proof that you are moving in the direction of what success really and truly could be for you? See, I think that we are people that get addicted to winning. The problem is, Sometimes we have a false understanding of what winning is. We think winning is signing up for something. We think winning is signing up a coach. We think winning is signing up a client. We think winning is advancing a rank. And I will tell you that that is not winning. Do you know what winning is? Winning looks a whole lot like consistent action no matter what I feel like. That's winning. To me, winning is not based on how many clients you have. Instead, I think winning is based on how many people you've talked to that aren't ready yet. So here's the concept, all right? The concept is, Successful people fail eagerly while failures avoid failing altogether. Okay? Successful people fail eagerly while failures avoid failing. And do you know why we avoid failing? Because we think that if I'm failing, I'm actually moving further away from success. No, you're not. So here's the cool part. You know what the cool part is? Uh, you can't fail as a coach unless you quit. I mean, I guess if you quit and throw in the towel, that could be called a failure. But you're not a failure because someone told you no. You are not a failure because someone canceled their premiere. You are not a failure as a business coach because one of your coaches is not getting into action. I made a decision a long time ago that I refused to take responsibility for the inaction of somebody else. And some of you are wearing the responsibility of somebody else. You think that they are not doing program and that that somehow is your fault, that they are not in action, that that coach is not in training, and somehow that is your fault. And what that's doing is it's keeping you from doing the actions necessary to find the right people. So I mentioned this, that how many of us truly want a business that is ready to explode in January. Now, I don't think that we have to put all our eggs in the January basket. I think that we can see growth in October. I think you can see growth in November. I think you can see growth in December. But what I will tell you is this. A business that is ready to explode in January is one that is filled with 100 health assessments filled with people that are not yet ready. 
if you, I mean, I, I don't want to, I just want you to do the math. I'm not giving you any exact numbers here. Okay. So I don't want compliance to get all mad at me. But what if your mission was to do help? You know, I, I don't want to give percentages. Okay. But I want you to look at your own business and do the percentages for yourself. What percentage of people that you do a health assessment with eventually become clients? All right, what percentage? Now, <laughs> what would happen if you had a crazy, audacious, ridiculous goal to do one health assessment a day for the next 365 days? What would a business look like that had a binder filled with 365 health assessments? And what if our mission and what's keeping us from the action is because we are afraid of someone saying, no, I don't want that. No, I'm not ready for that. And our shoulders slump. And we say these words that I advise you to never say again. You know what those words are? Here we go again. Don't ever say those words. See, sometimes we do that. Somebody says no and somebody cancels a premiere. And we say, gosh, here we go again. Or another one of my favorite un uh, sayings we shouldn't say. What else is new? What else is new? Here we go again. And we keep just replaying this stuff because we've got a false understanding of what success is. Success is not you signing someone up for something. Success is finding, you know, I've used this analogy before, but you know what I think so, some of us, this is, this is the, this is a picture of our business. Okay. We got like one or two people sitting on the fence. Anybody got any, you can put this in the chat. Anybody got any fence sitters right now in your business? You got some fence sitters. You got, you got some people that are just on the fence and you're waiting for them to jump off the fence. All right, I'm going to talk to you for a second. Here's what we do. We sit on the other side of the fence and we look up at the people sitting on the fence and we, and we, and we start begging them to jump off the fence. Start bribing them to jump off the fence. We're like, man, listen, you don't understand how amazing it is on the other side of this fence. Could you please just jump off? I will assist you. I will pay for it. For, I, I, will, I will help you. I will do whatever. Like, just jump off the fence. And you're so desperate for them to jump off the fence that what ends up happening is that person jumps before they are ready to jump. Okay? So I will tell you this. If you have two or three people that are sitting on the fence, your problem is not that you can't get them to jump off the fence. Your problem is that you don't have enough people sitting on the fence. It's not about finding those three or four people and getting them to figure out a way to jump off that fence. The issue is go find more people to sit on the fence because there's you and there's a fence and on the other side of that fence is a sea of humanity. That is 
ready and willing and wanting and looking and searching frantically for somebody to help them. That could be you. But instead, you're using all of your energy to try to get someone to jump off a fence that isn't ready to jump on the fe- off the fence. What if we took that negative energy that we are using to try to force someone to make a leap that they're not ready to make? And instead of inviting them to do a program, we just invited them to sit on the fence. And you know something? You can sit on that fence for as long as you want to sit on that fence. And you know what else I've learned? You know what the best motivation is of ever, of all for people that are sitting on the fence is seeing how great life is for those that have jumped off the fence. Pretty soon they're going to think, man, this fence is not very comfortable. I need to get off this thing but they won't get off that fence because you told them to. They're going to get off that fence because they know that it's time. All right. Let's not just be people that tolerate rejection. Let's embrace it. Don't, don't be afraid of it. And I will tell you, I believe that this is the number one thing that stands in the way and holds people hostage, not just in business, but in life, right? This, Dr. Ray mentioned this in the, in the earlier call. You know, we've been told no 5,000 times before we turn five. We're, we're that fear of sitting alone at the lunchroom. We have that same fear now. Some of us are 40, 50, 60 years old, and we're still afraid of sitting by ourselves at the lunchroom. And so what we do is we fixate on what we could lose instead of focusing on what we have to gain. And this is what I believe. I have made a decision in my life that I am going to refuse to allow the fear of what could happen keep me from doing the work necessary to create the life that I want to happen. I refuse to allow what could happen Keep me from doing the work necessary to create the life that I want to happen. Can I be honest with you for a second? I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I've just chosen to be afraid of different things. I'm not afraid of someone saying no. I'm not afraid of a canceled premiere. I'm not afraid of being unfriended on Facebook. You know what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid of blending in. I'm afraid of living my whole life in a prison of comfort that I have created for myself. I am afraid of what won't happen in the lives of those that are desperate for health and financial freedom because I cannot get out of my own head. I'm more afraid of waking up 10 years from now and I am the exact same person with the exact same business, earning the exact same income, having the exact same network, and listening to and obeying the exact same fears. Can I tell you something? I'm afraid. I'm just more afraid of that. You know, fear really is an amazing amazing motivator. You know, soldiers in battle, I guarantee you that when they go into battle, they are afraid. I have this picture of the the movie Saving Private Ryan and these guys getting ready to descend on D-Day and those doors opening, not knowing what's going to happen when they do, understanding that their life 
can maybe end. But here's what I know about soldiers, and if you are someone that has served our country, thank you. What I've known about soldiers is this. They're afraid. But you know what they're more afraid of? They're more afraid of what happens if they don't fight. They're more afraid of what happens if they don't go into battle. So I'm not telling you to eliminate fear from your life. I'm not telling you to eliminate rejection. I'm just telling you, maybe it's time that you start learning how to be afraid of different things. See, many of us find ourselves being trapped in this prison. And life is kind of like this, that we are sitting inside of a prison cell and the key is in our pocket the whole time. And all we need to do is get up and walk to the lock and use the key and walk out, right? You have a choice. There's so much in life that we have no control over. I don't have control of the reaction of others, but I have 100% control of how I react. And so again, the problem that you face is not that you don't have enough clients. The problem is that you probably don't have enough people thinking about being a client. It's not that you don't have enough clients. You don't have enough people thinking about being clients. Here's the good news about that, right? If you are the problem in your business right now, you know what the great news about that is? You can also be the solution. You know, back to the beginning where I was talking about, um, you know, desperation. What I've learned is that anything you can talk someone into, they will eventually talk themselves out of. Okay. Anything that you talk someone into, eventually they will talk themselves out of it. And when you do that, you are trying to force someone to do what they aren't willing to do instead of finding someone that is willing and ready to find and do exactly what you offer. In other words, you're trying to make someone jump off the fence instead of finding someone on the other side that is ready. This is what I believe in. I'm almost done. I think that most of us are going to have one of two phone calls with our business coach in January. And what you do over the next three months is going to determine which of those three call, which of those two phone calls you have with your business coach in January. The first call is going to be your coach reaching out to people and that person that re they're reaching out to is gonna say, oh my gosh, you are so right. What am I gonna do with all these clients? And you're gonna have a call about structure and about time management and about layering coaching. The other call that's going to take place in January is going to be from a coach saying to their business coach, I thought you said January was gonna be crazy. I thought you said there was gonna be a lot of clients waiting for me in January. It might be. But what you do over the next three to four months will determine what kind of call you have with your business coach in January. You know, I was texting with a coach the other day and they said, I'm in a slump. And you know what I told them? I said, you know what the good news is for you? Action never slumps. You might be in a, a slump for how many clients you're signing up, but the good news is action never ever slumps. You know what I've learned in my life? 
It is really difficult to stay motivated for the sheer purpose of maintaining what I already got. If, if your whole motivation is trying to reach a rank that you've already gotten to, it's really tough to stay motivated to, to, to maintain, right? I want to be someone that is addicted to winning. And in order to do that, I need to learn how to redefine what a win is. So that's my challenge to you today. Not just with you and your business, but with the clients and the coaches on your team. Help them redefine what a win is. And let's choose to focus less on performing and more on transforming. And let's rethink what this whole thought process is about the business we want, the life that we're trying to create, and the people that we're trying to transform. Have a great night, everybody.